Welcome to the Bible 365 podcast, delivering God's word to you every day, walking with fellow Christians through the entire Bible in one year. Each book of the Bible is read by a different member of Holy Trinity Lutheran Church in Edmond, Oklahoma, bringing new voices to a timeless story. Let's hear God's word for today. Second Chronicles chapter 16. In the 36th year of Asa, Israel's king Baasha went to war against Judah. He built Ramah in order to keep anyone from leaving or coming to Asa of Judah. So Asa brought out the silver and gold from the treasuries of the Lord's temple and the royal palace and sent it to Aram's king, Ben-Hadad, who lived in Damascus, saying, There's a treaty between me and you, between my father and your father. Look, I have sent you silver and gold. Go break your treaty with Israel's king Baasha so that he will withdraw from me. Ben-Hadad listened to King Asa and sent the commanders of his armies to the cities of Israel. They attacked Dijon, Dan, Abelmaim, and all the storage cities of Naphtali. When Baasha heard about it, he quit building Ramah and stopped his work. Then King Asa brought all Judah, and they carried away the stones of Ramah and the timbers Baasha had built it with. Then he built Geba and Mitzpah with them. At that time, the seer Hanani came to King Asa of Judah and said to him, Because you depended on the king of Aram, and have not depended on the Lord your God, the army of the king of Aram has escaped from you. Were not the Cushites and Libyans a vast army with many chariots and horsemen? When you depended on the Lord, he handed them over to you. For the eyes of the Lord roam throughout the earth to show himself strong for those who are wholeheartedly devoted to him. You have been foolish in this matter. Therefore, you will have wars from now on. Asa was enraged with the seer and put him in prison because of his anger over this. And Asa mistreated some of the people at that time. Note that the events of Asa's reign from beginning to end are written in the book of the kings of Judah and Israel. In the 39th year of his reign, Asa developed a disease in his feet, and his disease became increasingly severe. Yet even in his disease he didn't seek the Lord, but only the physicians. Asa rested with his ancestors. He died in the 41st year of his reign. He was buried in his own tomb that he had made for himself in the city of David. They laid him out in a coffin that was full of spices and various mixtures of prepared ointments. Then they made a great fire in his honor. Second Chronicles chapter 17 His son Jehoshaphat became king in his place and strengthened himself against Israel. He stationed troops in every fortified city of Judah and set garrisons in the land of Judah and in the cities of Ephraim that his father Asa had captured. Now the Lord was with Jehoshaphat because he walked in the former ways of his ancestor David. He didn't seek the Baals, but sought the God of his father and walked by his commands, not according to the practices of Israel. So the Lord established the kingdom in his hand. Then all Judah brought him tribute and he had riches and honor in abundance. He took great pride in the Lord's ways, and he again removed the high places and the Asherah poles from Judah. In the third year of his reign, Jehoshaphat sent his officials, Ben-Hail, 
Obadiah, Zechariah, Nathaniel, and Micaiah to teach in the cities of Judah. The Levites with them were Shemaiah, Nathaniah, Zebediah, Asahel, Shemiramoth, Jehonathan, Adonijah, Tobijah, and Tabadonijah. The priests Elishama and Jehoram were with these Levites. They taught throughout Judah, having the book of the Lord's instruction with them. They went throughout the towns of Judah and taught the people. The terror of the Lord was on all the kingdoms of the lands that surrounded Judah, so they didn't fight against Jehoshaphat. Some of the Philistines also brought gifts and silver as tribute to Jehoshaphat, and the Arabs brought him flocks, 7,700 rams and 7,700 male goats. Jehoshaphat grew stronger and stronger. He built fortresses and stored cities in Judah and carried out great works in the towns of Judah. He had fighting men, valiant warriors in Jerusalem. These are their numbers according to their ancestral families. For Judah, the commanders of thousands, Adna, the commander and 300,000 valiant warriors with him. Next to him, Jehoanan, the commander and 280,000 with him. Next to him, Amasiah, son of Zikri, the volunteer of the Lord, and 200,000 valiant warriors with him. From Benjamin, Aliada, a valiant warrior, and 200,000 with him armed with bow and shield. Next to him, Jehozabad, and 180,000 with him equipped for war. These were the ones who served the king besides those he stationed in the fortified cities throughout all Judah. Second Chronicles chapter 18. Now Jehoshaphat had riches and honor in abundance, and he made an alliance with Ahab through marriage. Then after some years, he went down to visit Ahab in Samaria. Ahab slaughtered many sheep, goats, and cattle for him and for the people who were with him, and he persuaded him to attack Romoth Gilead. For Israel's king Ahab asked Judah's king Jehoshaphat, Will you go with me to Ramoth Gilead? He replied to him, I am as you are, my people as your people. We will be with you in the battle. But Jehoshaphat said to the king of Israel, First, please ask what the Lord's will is. So the king of Israel gathered the prophets, 400 men, and asked them, Should we go to Ramoth Gilead for a war, or should I refrain? They replied, March up, and God will hand it over to the king. But Jehoshaphat asked, Isn't there a prophet of the Lord here anymore? Let's ask him. The king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, There is still one man who can inquire of the Lord, but I hate him, because he never prophesies good about me, only disaster. He is Micaiah, son of Imla. The king shouldn't say that, Jehoshaphat replied. So the king of Israel called an officer and said, Hurry and get Micaiah, son of Imla. Now the king of Israel and King Jehoshaphat of Judah, clothed in royal attire, were each sitting on his own throne. They were sitting on the threshing floor at the entrance to Samaria's gate, and all the prophets were prophesying in front of them. Then Zedekiah, son of Cha'ana, made iron horns and said, This is what the Lord says. You will gore the Aramaeans with these until they are finished off. And all the prophets who are prophesying the same, and all the prophets were prophesying the same, saying, March up to Ramoth Gilead and succeed, for the Lord will hand it over to the king. 
The messenger who went to call Micaiah instructed him, Look, the words of the prophets are unanimously favorable for the king. Let your words be like theirs and speak favorably. But Micaiah said, As the Lord lives, I will say whatever my God says. So he went to the king, and the king asked him, Micaiah, should we go to Ramoth Gilead for war or should I refrain? Micaiah said, March up and succeed, for they will be handed over to you. But the king said to him, How many times must I make you swear not to tell me anything but the truth in the name of the Lord? So Micaiah said, I saw all Israel scattered on the hills like sheep without a shepherd. And the Lord said, They have no master. Let each return home in peace. So the king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, Didn't I tell you he never prophesies good about me? Only disaster. Then Micaiah said, Therefore hear the word of the Lord. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne, and the whole heavenly army was standing at his right hand and at his left hand. And the Lord said, Who will entice King Ahab of Israel to march up and fall at Ramoth Gilead? So one was saying this, and another was saying that. Then a spirit came forward, stood before the Lord, and said, I will entice him. The Lord asked him, How? So he said, I will go and become a lying spirit in the mouth of all his prophets. Then he said, You will entice him and also prevail. Go and do that. Now you see, the Lord has put a lying spirit into the mouth of these prophets of yours, and the Lord has pronounced disaster against you. Then Zedekiah, son of Cha'anah, came up, hit Micaiah on the cheek, and demanded, Which way did the spirit from the Lord leave me to speak to you? Micaiah replied, You will soon see when you go to hide in an inner chamber on that day. Then the king of Israel ordered, Take Micaiah and return into Ammon, the governor of the city, and to Joash, the king's son, and say, This is what the king says. Put this guy in prison and feed him only a little bread and water until I come back safely. But Micaiah said, If you ever return safely, the Lord has not spoken through me. Then he said, Listen, all you people. Then the king of Israel and Judah's king Jehoshaphat went up to Ramoth Gilead. But the king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, I will disguise myself and go into battle, but you wear your royal attire. So the king of Israel disguised himself and they went into battle. Now the king of Aram had ordered his chariot commanders, Do not fight with anyone at all except the king of Israel. When the chariot commanders saw Jehoshaphat, they shouted, He must be the king of Israel. So they turned to attack him. But Jehoshaphat cried out, and the Lord helped him. God drew them away from him. When the chariot commanders saw that he was not the king of Israel, they turned back from pursuing him. But a man drew his bow without taking special aim and struck the king of Israel through the joints of his armor. So he said to the charioteer, Turn around! And take me out of the battle, for I am badly wounded. The battle raged throughout that day, and the king of Israel propped himself up in his chariot facing the Arameans until evening. Then he died at sunset. Philippians chapter 3 In addition, 
my brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. To write to you again about this is no trouble for me and is a safeguard for you. Watch out for the dogs. Watch out for the evil workers. Watch out for those who mutilate the flesh. For we are the circumcision, the ones who worship by the Spirit of God, boast in Christ Jesus, and do not put confidence in the flesh, although I have reasons for confidence in the flesh. If anyone else thinks he has grounds for confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised the eighth day of the nation of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew born of Hebrews, regarding the law, a Pharisee, regarding zeal, persecuting the church, regarding the righteousness that is in the law, blameless. But everything that was a gain to me, I have considered to be a loss because of Christ. More than that, I also consider everything to be a loss in view of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. Because of Him, I have suffered the loss of all things and consider them as dung, so that I may gain Christ and be found in Him, not having a righteousness of my own from the law, but one that is through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God based on faith. My goal is to know Him and the power of His resurrection and the fellowship of His sufferings being conformed to His death, assuming that I will somehow reach the resurrection from among the dead. Not that I have already reached the goal or am already perfect, but I make every effort to take hold of it because I also have been taken hold of by Christ Jesus. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and reaching forward to what is ahead, I pursue as my goal the prize promised by God's heavenly call in Christ Jesus. Therefore, let all of us who are mature think this way. And if you think differently about anything, God will reveal this also to you. In any case, we should live up to whatever truth we have attained. Join in imitating me, brothers and sisters, and pay careful attention to those who live according to the example you have in us. For I have often told you, and now say again with tears, that many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their end is destruction, their God is their stomach, their glory is in their shame, and they are focused on earthly things. Our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly wait for a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ. He will transform the body of our humble condition into the likeness of His glorious body by the power that enables Him to subject everything to Himself. This has been the Bible 365 Podcast, a production of Holy Trinity Lutheran Church and School in Edmond, Oklahoma, in collaboration with Cinematic Waves, TV and film post-production studios. The Christian Standard Bible is copyright 2017 by Holman Bible Publishers, used by permission. Having heard the word for today, may the same Holy Spirit who inspired Scripture now inspire faith in you to live each day as a disciple of Jesus Christ. Love God, love one another, and love your neighbor.